0: Chimes Radio, Original Podcast Hello, you are on Chimes Radio with Manika. Parental love is the only love that is truly selfless, unconditional and forgiving. We all know that. But at times as parents, we also feel a little frustrated and a little angry on maybe a very small thing done by the child. But it certainly irks us and we display bouts of anger. Is that justified? Is that normal? In famous words of George Bernard Shaw, a happy family is but an earlier heaven. That's absolutely correct. Living with one's family is certainly like living in a paradise. Children's laughter, chirping, happiness all around, isn't it? Especially in the present setup, at the moment when the world is fighting the COVID-19 and We are locked down in our houses, we are working from home, children are home. At such a time, it happens, we have deadlines to meet professionally and it is very natural to get a little difficult to manage the house and the children at this time because kids are kids. So we often get angry on them and then administer punishment to them. Which may or may not be justified at times. So today we have a very special guest with us, Ms. Mahalakshmi Raj Gopal. She's a very famous psychologist of Delhi, and with her we will talk about this. Welcome to Chimes Radio, Ms. Raj Gopal. Thank you. First things first, Ms. Raj Gopal. Why do parents administer punishment to the children? Because looking at small children, they are such a sweet little thing that you don't even feel like yelling at them at times. But why do
1: parents administer punishment to them? So firstly, we need to understand what punishment is all about, right? And is punishment necessary? Now, punishment technically is just needs to be a strategy to alter an inappropriate behavior or an unacceptable behavior, right? That is all punishment is all about. So punishment by itself is something which is necessary for us to alter a behavior pattern towards uh, better behavior or acceptable behavior. But uh, many a times what happens is we young parents are frustrated about something else or they are frustrated or they are not able to handle many issues and they just displace their frustration in the form of anger or aggression or you know, it could be any kind of uh, uh, I don't want to use the word abuse here, but it could be something very intense which hurts the child. Now, many times it need not be just physical slapping or hitting the child. Many parents use verbal uh, ways of scolding and harsh uh, verbal um, exchanges happen, which really has a very, very unhealthy and a negative impact on the child. Now, these are the things of uh, which are of great concern and which needs to be addressed. These punishments will not help children to alter their behavior it would help it would in fact impact them in a very unhealthy manner and this needs to be addressed yes the effect of punishment on that child it
0: leaves a lasting impression miss rajgopal at times what happens is that children are small and they end up doing sharate and be mischievous parents in their own shoes do not want to get angry in the first
1: place on small small things But they see that they are helpless. So why this helplessness? Exactly. So we don't want to get angry is something which we need to actually address. Right. Uh, They do not want to get angry, but they are feeling helpless. So as I said, probably they are not actually annoyed or upset about that particular behavior. Right. And but they are actually bundled or they are carrying a baggage of so many other things, which is making them feel insecure. And out of frustration, they just take it out on the child. This is one area. uh, Some areas is uh, recently I had this uh, parents who had come to me. uh, The child is just about seven years old. And um, so they started off, they came to me saying that we do not know how to handle his behavior. And so I said, okay, let us list the behaviors which is of issue to you, which is a problem to you. So the list went on and on. So then I said, you know, it was literally I when I put it down on paper, it was almost 12 points that they were concerned about so then I just smiled and I put down the pen and I told them let us be realistic you tell me as a child out of these 12 points how many of them you remember having done right many a times what is happening is we are expecting a, a perfect child there is no perfect child you we feel also embarrassed to say yes I have also missed my homework You know, I have also got scoldings from my teacher. It's perfectly okay to share these kind of things with your child because this is all a normal process. Is it a continuous thing? Is it a regular pattern? Yes, then it becomes a concern. Right. So for uh, the second area, if you're not uh, really frustrated about any other baggages, you're very clear that you're handling your other stresses appropriately and it is only your child's behavior which is affecting you, which is causing all this kind of aggression in you, then you need to really reflect and see, are your expectations really realistic? Stress of the outside world. Yes, at
0: times. We are frustrated because of the work pressure, because of what's happening in the society. Little small mistake or little trigger point that we get in our brain really makes us angry. Ms. Raj Gopal, getting angry I understand is natural, but being extremely angry and how to manage
1: this anger Could you please throw some light on it because it is really important. So this anger, as I said, first, we have to uh, reflect and introspect to see whether this anger is really because of the child's behavior. Okay. now another aspect is the parents also need to introspect to understand why this anger. Say the child is uh, not getting ready to school. Okay, now this is something which I've heard very commonly from many parents. So the child is always late as a result of which the bus driver, you know, uh, he, he is a little nasty to the mother. The mother feels embarrassed every day going late and there are times when the bus leaves the child and then the father or the mother runs to drop the child in school. Now this is a very common scenario which I've heard from many parents. Now in such a case, now what do you need to do? The simple thing is, we are not ready to accept, okay, maybe the child is seven or eight and the child has got into this lethargic routine, right? Now, two or three times, what I would strongly recommend is, do not take the child and rush the child to school in your own vehicle, right? Allow the child to face the consequences of his behavior. That is very important, right? It is absolutely okay for you to write a leave note saying, the child did not attend, because the child got up late or the child was late and he couldn't catch the bus. He was not waiting at the bus stop. So what maximum would happen? The teacher will pull up the child. It's important that the child learns to face the consequences. Here is where many parents shy away. Oh, my child should not be pulled up. My child should not be asked questions in front of the rest of the class. Why not? The child needs to learn how to face the consequences. Let the child answer the bus driver why he is late. If the bus driver is being nasty to you, you need to politely tell your child, I think you need to answer it. A first standard or a second standard child also can answer these kind of questions right? So this is the next step that we need to take. So we need to be very clear. Why should we get angry in all these situations? Why can't we handle it in a more mature manner? Handling our anger in a mature manner, keeping
0: away from frustrations that we pile up in our head and it affects the family life. In famous words of Mahatma Gandhi, power is of two kinds. One is obtained by the fear of punishment and the other by acts of love. Power based on love is a thousand times more effective and permanent than the one derived from fear of punishment. Rightly so, punishment does inculcate fear in the child. In extreme cases, it scars the small child. So, talking about punishment, Ms. Raj Gopal, we see that there is an exceeding pattern in timing out, like the time out punishment.
1: How does this time out affect the child? See, uh, first and foremost, as I said, punishment should be looked at as a strategy that will help us to alter some unhealthy behavior okay so it is important for us first to address so I always believe in this paper and pen method so I would suggest make a list of the behaviors which are really a trouble now after you list them you have to categorize them as an absolutely a non-negotiable those that can be negotiated or tolerated and those that can be ignored now the ones in the last category just ignore them for the present Okay, now the ones which are tolerable, you decide, say, for example, again taking the child is waking up late. Now, this is something where how much can you tolerate it? Right? Now, you want the child, or the child has to catch a bus at 7, so you expect the child to be up at 6. Now, if the child is waking up at 6.15, if you think the child is capable of getting ready at 6.15, possibly this is a tolerable behavior which you, you can accept. Now, there would be a list where it is a completely no negotiables. Now, for the no negotiables, you need to first plan out for each of the no negotiable, what is the punishment that you would like to have for the child and share it with the child. It's very important. Say, suppose, for example, the child has um, has a habit of not doing the homework. Okay, I'm just giving an example. This can come under the tolerable category for some parents. So say you have decided this is a no negotiable. Now you could decide, okay, the child that if there are three days in a week that you don't do the homework, then probably the weekend ice cream is a no. Now, once you have decided a punishment, that has to be implemented. Now, what I have seen is most parents falter here. They would make a big list, right? And then when the child comes and begs and begs and pleads and be very sweet to you, they would just melt and not let it happen. Now, what happens here is the child doesn't learn to alter the behavior. The objective of giving a punishment should always be to help the child to alter the present behavior. So in such a case, these timeouts also need to be decided. Is it really necessary? Now, is it that you have asked the child to have a timeout just because he was interrupting a conversation with your spouse? Is it really required? So these are the things that the parents need to reflect upon. Is
0: the punishment actually required? Yes, that's right. That is absolutely correct and something to introspect about. When we were small, our parents have also punished us and at times we also wondered what we did was really worth being punished and after one generation Even we punish our child and our children also go through the same thought process. This is Manika in Parents Club on Chimes Radio. We punish children in order to reduce the frequency of unwanted behavior. Something that a child must refrain from doing. For that, at times we garner some strict punishments to the children. What is the effect on children of that punishment? Ms. Raj Gopal, at times we punish children for no fault of theirs. Maybe we are stressed about something or we have some guilt about something our mind is not at peace we release our anger on the child at this point in time the child who doesn't know what wrong he has done is totally confused what is the effect on the child
1: in this scenario you have a logical reason and you're able to explain this to the child say for example you have given a timeout to the child okay Uh, say suppose you have decided instead of no ice cream you have decided okay um three days you have not done the homework so the fourth day uh, you are not going down to play now, you, while you are applying that, all your other hugging, kissing, saying I love you and, you know, all those demonstrations, getting him an ice cream, all those things can still continue. So the child is very clear. Then there is no confusion for the child. The child knows this was the unacceptable behavior for my parents and as a result of which I cannot go down. And so... Next time, if the child wants to go down, probably, you know, children are also smart. Instead of three days, you have said only three days, no homework and then no going down to play. Then probably after the second day, when he hasn't done the homework, he will definitely buck up to do the homework on the third day. You know, so your change also may not come immediately. It would come with time. So if you follow this, then there is no space for the parents to feel guilty because you are clear what you want. You are not just screaming and shouting at the child. You are bringing in a kind of a punishment so that you bring about a change in the child's behavior. So when you're clear, you won't feel guilty. Certainly, when we are clear
0: about why we are punishing the child and if there is a logical reason of punishing the child, then we will not feel bad at all and the child will also not be scarred because we will be able to justify it to the child. Mother's love versus father's love is always a question of funny debate isn't it this is manika on Times radio and you're listening to parents club talking about mother and father both have their own distinct style of giving the punishment to the child at some moment a father's punishment is considered a little severe in some cases a mother's miss raj gopal what is the basic difference between punishment given
1: by a mother and given by father and why is taken differently in the society? So actually, uh, more than trying to address why is it taken differently, we need to uh, be very clear about one thing. See, parenting is a joint responsibility, right? And parenting also has to take place in harmony. So when you're deciding on punishments, I always insist, so many a times what happens is, mothers come alone for sessions to understand about the concerns they have about the child's behavior. I'm very particular that they come in as parents right because both of them have to agree it's not just about punishment it is also about what all are the to do's that for the child also needs to be agreed by both parents if they have uh, some kind of a disagreement the parents have to sort it out before they take it across to the child say for example again you know um, if you take the screen time right now even if they both agree that the child can watch some show right the number of hours they may have a disagreement now, this disagreement should not surface in the presence of the child. This is very important. Okay. And um, uh, somehow, to un- I would also like to answer the question you asked, why is that? Somewhere as a society, whether it is the father and the grandparents, they somehow feel the mother is always a more strict person. Right. They need to understand the difference between strictness and firmness. And it's because the mother is considered to be the primary caregiver, which need not be so. Uh, The mother does take certain decisions and the mother does uh, give out, given those punishments. Now, the uh, family as a whole needs to understand that parenting is a joint responsibility. Now, when they start addressing it that way, then they would not hold the mother responsible for giving out punishments. So if the mother and the father have a difference of opinion in what kind of punishments have to be given, then that is what has to be addressed and they need to sort it out before reaching out to the child. That is absolutely right. Before reaching out to the child, get a
0: consensus between the two of you rather than having a confused child, isn't it? Children's minds are really delicate. They make mistakes because they are in the learning phase. At that point in time, in most of the houses, the father and the mother Both start yelling at the child at one time. And the child thinks, no one is by my side. Impact of this cornering on the child is very disturbing. This is Manika on Chimes Radio, Ms. Raj Gopal what does the child go through when both the parents are active in scolding the child or punishing the child together at one time and the child feels, nobody stands for
1: me. Yeah, so that is also something which is important. Like while uh, both parents need not yell at the child at the same time, but the message has to be very clear that they are together. See, in many homes, what happens is, even when um, uh, I I do meet uh, adolescents, so they are a little older, you know, 14, 15 year olds, uh, but then that is where these children will reach so that is why I'm sharing that example here so many times when they come to me for certain sessions uh, with regarding their relationship issues with their parents they very happily say how they can easily you know wrap the father uh, around their thumb and it's only the mother who's a difficult person to handle okay so children learn these things very early so one yes both parents should not uh, scream or should not yell at the same time at the child but if one parent is saying a no The other parent also needs to abide by, agree to it. They may be silent and they can be passive behind, but the message has to be very clear to the child that both the parents are together that is very important otherwise what happens is say for example very common with young children is the mother is very clear that the child easily gets a cough and so she has said a big no to an ice cream now the father would go out with the child to the market and there the child will beg, plead, cry and do all the emotional drama and the father would give in you know Ultimately, the father's intention is not to, uh, you know, rule, overrule the mother. But, you know, he gets uh, taken in by that emotional blackmail of the small kid and he gives in. But he also needs to be very aware that when he is giving in like that to the child's pleas, he is overruling the mother's uh, so-called punishment. And that is harmful in the long run. Children certainly... Yes,
0: children certainly are smart at times. They know which parent is easy and which parent is hard to please and how they have to make their own way. But it is us parents who have to create a clear balance in understanding what is good for the child. Ms. Raj at times what happens is that parents are trying to talk sense in a child. Maybe they are being strict, maybe they are being stern. But the grandparents they do not let them punish the child if I may say so or do not let them scold the child they just say don't do it Uh, the child is too small so in that case the child gets some weightage despite his or her bad behavior. So how do
1: punishments work in a joint family setup? So, so you know, this is something which many young mothers uh, have approached me for and they are quite concerned how to handle it. So as a first step, what I would say is, yes, though right from the beginning I'm saying that punishment is a strategy to bring about changes in an unacceptable or an inappropriate behavior. Uh, you know, as a society, we all have a very negative kind of a connotation or a negative perception about the word punishment. So generally what I use to tell these mothers is, do not use the word punishment. But at the same time, have a conversation in the presence and mostly this happens for the young mothers with her in-laws and not so much with her own parents. She is able to convince her own parents or maybe, you know, the young mother is also able to wrap her father around her own thumb. So, you know, she has these concerns or issues with her in-laws. So what I strongly recommend is the parents, the young parents should sit together with the grandparents and the father should take the lead and explain to the grandparents what the young mother is intending to do. And in this entire conversation, do not use the word punishment. Because the grandparents are very uneasy with the word punishment. So use the word of bringing about a change in the behavior. Bring about a change. Use the concerns that raise the concerns that you have with regarding the behavior which can have long-term unhealthy impacts on the child's growth. So it's very important to have a conversation and as a family, as primary caregivers, consider them also as responsible primary caregivers. And four of you together need to take a decision as to what would be the uh, steps that you can take or what is the action that you can take to curb an inappropriate behavior. So if you take them also into confidence, then they feel, you know, they are being involved in the caregiving and that also brings about a lot of changes. That's right. That's
0: absolutely right if we are living in a joint family setup it is the responsibility of the entire family the parents the grandparents to understand how important being disciplined for a child is thank you miss Raj Gopal and thank you for talking to us and throwing light with your rich expertise on this very sensitive topic of anger management in parents I'm sure all the parents listening to us would have understood how important it is to manage our anger And in case we have to teach our child between right and wrong, what kind of coordination amongst us we must have.